want is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin wagging. Welcome to Bootlegging, a Boardwalk Empire podcast. This is your host, Colton. And this is Chris. And today we're going to be talking about the fourth episode of the series titled Anastasia. Um, it was written and directed by the previous yeah, same uh, writer director, and directors. Same writer. So um, we've already talked about them. It was uh, Tom. It was uh, directed by Tim Van Patten and it was written by uh, Margaret Nagel, previous writer. So kind of. Nice, they were going back in, kind of keeps the story fluid, which is right. really neat. Um, some interesting history on the the title, Anastasia. So you know about, obviously, watching the episode, you know who Anastasia was, yeah. right? Yeah, um, princess. Right. She was the uh, daughter of Nicholas II, who was the Tsar of Russia at that time. Family was murdered during World War One. Right. In this, they're talking about the story because that was true. There really was a lady. Her name was Anna Anderson, and she was a factory worker. She was found, and people were like, oh, she's the the lost princess for some reason. That's not exactly true, actually. A lot of people talk about that. That's not actually how it happened. There's this lady. She was, She did have – her name was Anna Anderson. She did have amnesia, and at first they were actually thinking she was Anastasia's sister, um, uh, I cannot remember her name, but that was at first kind of thought about, but then they were like, no, that's not it. And then some people were like, well, what happens if she's Anastasia? And for some reason the news heard it and they're like, oh, let's put that in print. And so they put it in print. Um, now the, the first printing of it though, didn't really happen until 1922. And this is 1920. Yeah. Now yeah. she was found in 1920. But the actual printing and then the um, quote-unquote uncovery of her not being Anastasia was like 1922 around that. So it's just kind of a little like, hey, it, so it really did liars. happen. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, the timeline's not quite adding up unless we're jumping in the future here. But I'm thinking that this is only like, what, maybe a month after the first episode, if that even. Yeah, probably. That's what I'd put it at. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, wasn't there a wizard after Anastasia? So. I think it was like yeah, it was, Christopher uh, Lloyd. What was his he was name? chasing her. So yeah. maybe he changed time. I don't know. What was his name? Rasputin. Yeah, because he had the gr- he big, had awesome, like, green he, dildo in that cartoon. Yeah, exactly. The cartoon's crazy. <laughs> he made an awesome beer, though. Old Rasputin. Try that. Oh, so, so good. good. <laughs> we get to see Al Capone, first character of the episode, we get to finally see Al Capone as how we always imagined Al Capone, and that is fucking crazy. He's just cr- <laughs> bad shit, crazy, right? Uh, honestly, like when it first opened up, and because uh, it opens up with this guy like sulking around in this, um, uh, what do you call this establishment? Besides, a, it's a brothel. A, a ladies of the night hotel. <laughs> okay, we can go with the official name that's on their tax paperwork. Um, it's a brothel. It's a bar brothel. I mean, everything. Yeah, everything so, there's illegal. It's alcohol and prostitution. Everything's right. illegal. Right? And and so you know, Al, Al is uh, skulking around this place, and he ends up in this hotel room with where Jimmy is sleeping with uh, Hooker, I guess. And um, I don't know. I feel like this episode opened up into a really. 
maybe there was a lot more time in between the last episode and this one than we think because i feel like jimmy with somebody else so like at the beginning of this episode is real sudden if you're thinking about what happened previously where he just has to leave town he has to leave atlantic city um because Mm -hmm. nucky told him you know you you have to go now and he broke with his wife or right. fiance or girlfriend. I'm not really 100% uh, sure what their relationship fiance, was. Fiance, he said in the previous, fiance, soon to be married. They're okay. kind of like, I guess you could kind of call them like common law married. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, coming from that right into this episode and he's already with somebody else, it's kind of like, what? Unless he's happened? honestly doing it to try to escape himself. Because maybe and he feels yeah, that might be this is a way for him to escape. It's like I, if I'm going to restart, I'm going to completely restart. And he right. Just so maybe he's right just yeah, that could be that could be. But so, yeah, we get Al and he comes in and he points a gun at Jimmy, which is again, I was kind of like, what is happening? Because they're supposed to be friends up until this point. Yeah. And now he's pointing a gun to his head. Um, I really did. I was like, is he going to, like, first time I watched this, I was like, is he going to kill him? Yeah. I was like, are we, like, getting rid of, like, a major character, like, yeah, right now? exactly. Like, oh, my God. And then it turns out that, yeah, it's just He's just a jokester. That's fucking it. crazy. He's just a jokester. Look <laughs> at him. And shooting the pillow, deafening <laughs> Jimmy in his, <laughs> just, in yeah, his left ear. eardrums. <laughs> and uh, so watching this with my wife, my wife wanted to point out that, um, the girl he's with, like, doesn't warn him. Like, how horrible of a girl is that? Yeah, like, right? Like, doesn't wake him up. It's not like, he's got a gun. Yeah. Instead, she's yeah, just like, she's just like, all right. Okay. Like, she kind of backs away. I'll be like, quiet. <laughs> and then she's all, like, caring about it. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so scared. Like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, throughout the episode, they kind of make it seem like they have a a pretty solid relationship starting up. But, yeah, that's... You you have to wonder a little bit just from that, like how yeah. committed she is to this whole thing. You know, it. Uh, I feel like maybe that's another thing Jimmy's trying to break, but he ended up getting more attached than maybe she did. Which I can is something see that. I didn't think about before until you know you brought that up. But I can see that. Yeah, we go to seeing Nucky. <laughs> He's acting surprised he's like rehearsing himself like i'm surprised i'm surprised i love that he's like doing this and then he literally surprised and his response is like golly gee it's like oh shit yeah. <laughs> like that's his real surprise and it's hey i've got to focus this because if i was really surprised at this birthday that i'm really planning that i'm really doing i would like come out I'd and be, be like, like holy shit yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a little funny thing that is funny so, of course, you know, he's going over these plans with his uh, secretary assistant guy That's here. assistant, yeah. Yeah, Eddie. and um, here comes Lucy, uh, who, if you don't remember, Lucy is his, you know, love interest throughout the show so far. And um, she struts in, and the first thing she says is, I'm going shopping. And he hands <laughs> like, just a wad of cash. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here's money. Go away, please. <laughs> you can just tell Eddie does not like her. And then yeah. she makes really like the comment, um, you tore me up or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, r- really? And then, and then she looks right at Eddie like, yeah. like, you're out as soon as I'm here. Like, they do not like yeah. each other. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a good little line with Eddie where he's, 
um, everyone's going to get a piece of the pie. And he's like, we don't yeah, have pie we in Germany. We don't have pie in we Germany. We have strutel. This <laughs> <laughs> is one of those little writing things. I thought it was kind of yeah, funny. Just yeah, a is. little nice little add-on. We then see Margaret. She's getting ready for work. Um, they're reading about where we get the title of the episode, Anastasia. Yeah, Anastasia. They're reading the newspaper about uh, the lost, possibly lost princess you yeah. know, being found. I can't imagine at that time period, though, that had to have been something kind of fun to read. You know, like, yeah, even I mean, though they probably, I mean, do you think people, like, were, when they were first reading, were like, man, this is full shit. Like, there's no way this is real. Or do you think, like, a lot of people really believed it? At this time, I feel like it was kind of one of those uh, feel-good stories that are published nowadays. Because, I mean, you know, people are coming back from the war all torn up, just like Jimmy. Right. It's a pretty tumultuous time at, at you know at this point so this being like a worldwide uh kind of feel-good story like something I feel good like, came out of the war right maybe. i feel like a lot of people probably did put a lot of attention on it and it's like oh my gosh look at that it, this princess is coming back i mean it's a fantasy story it is you know and i think that's a lot of the reason why they chose that for this episode is you know putting a lot of stake in this fantasy world and there's still good and hope and um, something to believe in during these times. Well, I think a lot of the title also came because the whole thing with, yeah, like what you were saying, the feel good is because with Anastasia, like with not with the actual story, but with the way people looked at it, like, Oh, it's this new beginning. Oh, we thought she was dead. She's really not. It's this new beginning. And then you find out, Oh, never mind. It was a hoax. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Spoiler. What the? Oh, f- I'm sorry. Spo- rewind. <laughs> 30, thir- 13 seconds. Sorry. Spoiler. Um, but it's a way that it's a lot of characters in this are having that. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it as it goes along. But I see a lot of that story arch with a yeah. lot of the characters. Yeah. That, it's definitely a repeating uh, theme throughout the episode. Definitely. And so we, but back at Mar- Margaret's apartment and then she's reading. The funny papers to her kids, kind of strange. Like that's what entertainment. Like now, you know, we'll put like, well, you all have kids, and you know, people will like put on like I know there's Netflix shows for kids, like education things and things like that. I, I've seen will, PJ Masks way too many times. What's little Einsteins or something like that? And then there's like the world where it's made out of numbers or something. There's I don't know. There's all kinds of weird ones out there. Super Y. <laughs> so you, you know them. I don't. <laughs> But this was it. Like, oh well, I have to read the funny papers to my kids. Like, yeah, hey, that's that's all we got. <laughs> that's wanna, all we got to entertain. It. I don't want to go back to that time period. <laughs> yeah, no, that would suck. <laughs> so then we switch back to uh, Jimmy and um, his his girl interest, which I what was her name? Pearl. Pearl. There you go. Thank you. So Jimmy and Pearl are back in the uh, hotel room, and Pearl's kind of bandaging up his bleeding ear that al caused (laughs) and um they start talking about you know where they see themselves in the future uh their plans that kind of thing and pearl starts kind of divulging into her past about how her her upbringing wasn't that great but her dreams are to go out west become an actress you know live all of these uh once again you know going back to the theme of the episode um putting a lot of hope uh into this future life of glamour and um big dreams that kind of thing well, and, and um 
Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's she asked Jimmy the you know kind of the same question like where do you see yourself like what's what's your plan and he just I don't know that's a good question he he's just not sure what his future holds yet he's so, not at all you know he he mentions that maybe I'll go with you to the west coast which again is kind of a for me uh, because there's such a jump from the last episode of him like just breaking clean he's just ready to go out west with this this hooker that he met in chicago uh, i don't know that's crazy to me yeah <laughs> no it is it's, it's kind of a bit i mean maybe it's just because he's it is he's in such a new environment that it's just this is everything's so new it's kind of like he's being he's he started a whole new life it's kind of like he's being a kid again he doesn't he doesn't have to live up to the shoes of being you know who he was before he went to war right right so, you know he was yeah he's i guess that's true. he doesn't have to live up to those standards yeah he's a completely and he doesn't have anything now. to prove he is a he's no i have nothing to prove right this i can make myself and i can do exactly what i want to do i kind of i can see that uh we get to see the book again free air i did finally look up some of that some of it a little bit and it, it's it's i don't know a whole lot but it is a book it's about a lady who did a road trip from new york um out to california oh uh, just kind of going free. So that and when was that written? In. And it was. I'm sorry. When was that written? And it was written in 1919. So it would have been like the brand new book of this time for people to be reading. That's which crazy that that like pilgrimage was still possible, a thing back then. Because yeah. I mean, you know that that pilgrimage came back into huge popularity in the '60s and '70s. People were going right. from you know the East Coast to the West Coast in droves. Well, um, California has always been kind of that way, though. Remember, because you have Grapes of Wrath, and remember Grapes of Wrath. It was all about the people in Oklahoma during the Dust Bowl. I didn't read that book. <laughs> I'm originally from Oklahoma. I had to read that book. Oh, okay. <laughs> And it's it's about uh, these farmers in Oklahoma during the Dust Bowl. They can't obviously you could, you could not grow anything in Oklahoma during that time period. It was right. really dust, dirt everywhere. And they all loaded up on these. And if you've ever seen old photos of it, they would have these cars with just loaded down with all of their like literally it'd be like a two story amount of like <laughs> junk on their car their shit. going five miles per hour down Route sixty six or, or sixty five <laughs> whatever Route sixty six, and. Uh, but they were going to California because it was, you know, that was the land of farm, farm and harvest, right. and all the trees have fruit. And yeah, you know. right. Yeah, you know, it's like classic golden in mountains. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I never did read that one, but yeah, that you're right. California's always kind of been that uh, oasis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Which... they're really good to the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Nucky and his brother are talking, and. They're meeting about how to help out. They're 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 talking about one the road. They have to get this road built. It's like I think he said like a six million dollar or sixty million dollar something like that budget. Yeah, he's talking about getting just his his um, infrastructure budget passed, um, right? Which is kind of the whole reason we find out he's even throwing his own surprise birthday party. It's all yeah, that's it. <laughs> um it's all politics. He's just trying to get all this money yeah. which, you know, he mentions to his um assistant just a couple minutes ago that he's going to pe- get a piece of that pie. So, number 1, he does want that infrastructure money. Number 2, 
he wants to take a whole lot of that money for he himself. He wants to take money, and he wants to inf- Why does he also want that infrastructure? For himself. For so himself, that so he has a better way of smuggling yeah, exactly. and, and, and formaldehyde booze. Right. Like, that's that's so, yeah, it. it's it's all about him. He's just trying to get this passed because this is a big money income for him to, to make this happen, so... Uh, they're talking about making that happen with Eli and his uh, the just stupid Deputy partner. Dumbass. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and call him that. There you go. <laughs> like it is. It shows Nucky's. Well, they're they're talking about Chalky, and they they start going into the politics of it and how they need the black vote to win. And this this lynching that happened in the last episode is yes. just a really sore spot on the campaign. They start. Uh, you know, Eli and, and Nucky start getting into it uh, about handling the situation because, you know, obviously Eli is the one that's in charge of making this go away and he's yes. not doing a great job of it so far. No. Um, Nucky lets them both, you know, Eli and Deputy Dumbass know that Chalky is not somebody we need to be pissing off because he's he's crucial to getting the black vote. Yes. And Deputy Dumbass decides that uh, <laughs> he's... To make just a, a really dumb, Real racial, racist. Really racist <laughs> joke that wasn't really even... It, 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 I don't even think back then it would have been funny. Yeah. I really yeah. don't. I don't even think back then it would... And you can clear this because... It, it says, that, like, uh, it would take a whole lot of soap to clean... Because they're saying, well, one hand face. washes the other. Yeah, that's, that's what right. That's what they're saying. You know, and one both, hand washes the both other. both hands wash the face. And yeah, both hands right. wash the face. It takes off a lot of suds. And yeah. I love as soon as he says it, <laughs> Nucky's got the, the he, cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. And he's, he's just like, staring at him like... I will murder the you. What is the matter with you? <laughs> so, yeah, of course, yeah, Nucky, just like, you need to get out now. So, of course, again, this is another sore spot for Eli in, in Nucky's eyes, which we've talked about it before. Eli just lives in the shadow yes. constantly. Um, Nucky is, you know, in charge of Eli, in charge of everything in Atlantic City. So... You know that Eli, being you know the police chief, he's just taken. He's just the rag doll for Nucky, and he yes. treats him so. You know, he treats him like that. So I mean, he's his enforcer. That's all he is. Right. That's what. That's what Eli is. Eli's the enforcer. That's it. And right. See, he, the enforcer is always going to be pushed around somewhat. Right. And and every time they have a, a confrontation like that, you can see Eli like it just chips away at him, and I feel like eventually that's going to be. There's going to be some point where Eli is going to not Just want to take that anymore. Or, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's going to happen. Well, then it would be anybody at some point. You know, you right. push somebody enough. But I kind of like that it shows he he's he doesn't like that the deputy deputy dumbass says that joke because he's like he because he wants he wants a black vote. Right. So it, it kind of goes into play. It's is he really about the black vote? Because he's like, no, I view them as equals, or is it no? It's I'm viewing them as quote unquote equals because I want to vote. You know Right. And I and I think I mean either way for that time period it's a progressive way of viewing it. Right. I mean it really is. It's just it always kind of makes you wonder like what's he really like? What's really going on in right. his head. Right. We then get to see uh Jimmy's wife and his mom uh Jillian and I do like that Jillian's a little more present in this episode. We get to yeah. see a little more of her character. Her character develops a little bit more, which yeah, is Yeah, nice. and I mean, in the last episode, she kind of, 
I felt like it was a pretty big surprise that she shows up um, and starts talking to Nucky, and they kind of let on that there's history there. Yes. You know, they know something about each other because they meet at the, the fortune tellers, I think. Right. Um, and so that was kind of a twist, and then now she's a lot more present here, which is... Uh, like you said, it's it's nice to see, and it's character it's a new, development. It's a, it's it's we yeah, like you said, we talked about it's nice adding another character, and then we're getting to see this character a little bit more, see another side of her. So Jillian's in, um, she's helping look after her uh, grandson while right. um, Angel, Angela uh, Angela goes to work. I'm assuming is what she's having to do. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't say, but it's odd that she kind of leaves. But I mean. She, single mom yeah maybe shopping i don't know but she's having to leave i do like that she's fixing uh jimmy's uh son's toy and did you catch what she says when she's working on the toy Um, this don't make it like they used to oh yeah that's like said anymore (laughs) like anytime like i mean let's be honest we've played with kids toys even now y'all you have kids you know well they don't make toys like i used to have they're they're cheap now it's uh i thought that was kind of funny this is 19 like what and were the kids' toys in like night yeah right eighteen ninety <laughs> like like no we had real tractors they really yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a toy horse I had a real horse <laughs> <laughs> that was my toy so Jillian's um, looking after her grand grandson and um, we get to see Lucky show up because he's uh, been hired to yeah take out Rostein in the last episode told uh, Lucky Luciana to go ahead and go kill Jimmy to whack him yeah get it get him out of the picture uh, for totally screwing him over on that shipment and so uh, this again this is one of the scenes uh, during the episode where I was like oh my god he's gonna he's about to murder somebody in this house there's a kid in the house like oh god, what is I was, happening i really thought i was like oh we yeah. finally got to know his I, mom I they're so gonna kill her worried that yeah. something was gonna happen but turns out that i mean jimmy's mom being the uh strong independent woman she is um kind of gives lucky the uh, the business tells him to <laughs> tells him to fuck off basically yeah um and of course you know in the last episode we learned that lucky is not the type to just take that kind of talk easily um you can he, he severely miss like uh he underestimated who she was yeah because he's yeah. going in with his machismo attitude and i was like and he probably really would have and she like kept saying something other than what she said, I think he probably would have hit her. Yeah, but the probably. fact that she even goes, well, "What are you going to do? Hit me?" Yeah, and he and it, threw it caught him off. him off guard. And then she just slams the door on him, like, "Whatever, fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was kind of a kind of a funny scene that um, again showed uh, showed some off character from Lucky Luciana from what we've seen previously in other episodes, right? We then get to see a Ku Klux Klan meeting going on, which <laughs> is like I feel like we know as as a country we understand like what the Ku Klux Klan Ku Klux Klan was um, as an organization, what they did, their hierarchy, like how that stuff worked, but. Like how fucking ridiculous! <laughs> I feel is like this, is this group of people. I feel like the Ku Klux Klan literally, when they were like coming up with their structure, 
to their organization, they were literally rolling 12-sided die to Dude. come up with the names <laughs> because you've got the Grandmaster Cyclops or whatever. Yeah, you got wizards, <laughs> you got Cyclopses, you got fucking... Wearing royal purple. Literal and wizard robes and, and pointy hats. Like, like dunce hats. Dun- dunce caps is what Eli calls them. <laughs> and I mean, I understand. They were, they were a very scary real group. Yeah. I get it. But like looking at them now, it's but like at him, these like, fucking people are a joke. <laughs> they're what such, the fuck? <laughs> they're fucking so. And it's funny because the thing is, so you know, I, I I worked well. I worked in law enforcement for several years. Right. I was before that. I worked. I was a a, a prison guard for a couple of years. You remember when I did that? Oh yeah. And you know, we would have uh, different um, racial racial internal gangs, what we call security threat groups, and you know you'd have white supremacist right. groups, and they would honestly ha- have names like this, like while they were in there, like we would have them like locked up in certain areas, and they would be like, oh, down there we have um, that's Odin, and then we have Thor oh, next dear to God. Sw- that was their real names though. They and they would have like <laughs> tattoos of like like the like pagan. Um, the, the Viking stuff, like, dude, they believe that stuff. Like, swear, they really did. I literally am the god of thunder. They believe that stuff. It was crazy. I uh, I do like that when he the the leader of the group on the the grand cyclops. Grand cyclops. Yeah. Address when he takes his <laughs> when he takes his hat off, that the deputy dumbass. Yeah, deputy. <laughs> douchebag is like recognizes. recognizes him but i i like that because you're, you're the hardware store guy <laughs> right but it, it, i like it because it does show oh crap like back then who you thought was just your every right every, like average everyday joe guy like oh yeah down at the hardware store who i buy my nails from he may be out there lynching a black yeah. guy yep like that, that that that's that's it's scary it's yeah. scary to think that way one of the things with the writing that's really good with this episode when the cops come in, the uh, Grand Cyclops, <laughs> he's, um, you whoremongers, uh, prostitution leaders, and bootleggers. bootleggers. And Eli goes, you're talking about my yeah, brother. Yeah, you're talking about my brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, just dead serious. Like, I'm not that guy. And I, and I thought it was kind of funny that Eli was even just, I don't know, that, that he was so ready with that. That like oh no no that's my brother he just told like, everyone in that room yeah he told by the way the treasure of the all city <laughs> yeah <laughs> is all of those things so have fun with that um, but again like when I was watching the scene I kind of felt like that was one of those maybe tipping point not a tipping point but Eli was just like he he's got that kind of like reaction inside of him all yeah. the time because of the way his relationship with Nucky is I mean. He's he's constantly in a shadow, so he's constantly yeah. like just ready to like fuck Nucky. This, this is <laughs> like, don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, then we we, we start getting into the um, Beyonce stalker song uh, part of the episode. <laughs> I thought this was cool. I thought it was cool they added it this really. Old... Oh yeah, yeah the the song and the song. I like that they added the song. No, the scene itself. I'm gonna get into that in a second. The song, though, I like it. I like that they put in this old 1920s music. Like, this is what you would have seen in, like, an old, like, silent movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was it was very, it was very... Cinematic. Cinematic, yeah. yeah. I like that. I, something different, we hadn't really... I mean, they used music from that time period in the show. Yeah, you're right, but not, not as a... 
Like not it was as literally upfront. a character. It was a character. Yeah, like it, that music was a character. You're right, right there. You're right. And I didn't think about that. You know, watching the scene now that you say that, it's like, yeah, that the music really did put a lot um, into the scene because, yeah, they. It's usually just a background noise. Yeah. But here, it's you know nobody else is talking. It's just the music up front and their reactions, their emotions to each other, right. um, that are really front front and center. Now, where the scene is kind of strange, at this point, does does Lucky know that that is Jimmy's mom? No. I, I don't think he knows at all. I don't either. Uh, I think he thinks it's his wife, maybe. Right. Like, I was trying to. I was trying to think about like. Well, no, what he's remember he asked her, "Are you point. Mrs. Miss, right, uh, Mrs. Uh, 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 Mrs. Drummond?" And she goes, "Yes, Mrs. Dorman." <laughs> I'm totally gonna edit that to where yeah, I, no, I, I sound. Know. That, no, where I sound messed up. I'm gonna edit that intentionally. Dormity. <laughs> so we know that. Well, Lucky knows that it's Jimmy's wife because he knocks on the door and asks her, "Are you Mrs. Dormity?" And she says, "Yeah, that's me." And so she, he just kind of assumes. Yes. At least that's what I'm thinking. He assumes. That's what, no, that's what I'm thinking. That this is Jimmy's wife because I mean, it's she doesn't exactly look old. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I mean, uh, easily you could assume that this is probably you know this could very well be Jimmy's wife, and so it kind of adds another layer to like what exactly is he doing here? But that's what uh, I'm going to go to next. So then. Let's get in his mind. He is there for literally one job and one job only. To go murder Jimmy. That's, That's what he was sent there for. That's it. At this, we're also to assume that, that Lucky is a, a a professional hitman, essentially. Like, he knows how to kill somebody. He knows how to do it proper. Right. I don't think trying to fuck your hit's wife is the best way to get to this. Right. Am, right. am I... Am I Right on that. Maybe maybe I'm not, I'm not a professional hitman, <laughs> so I don't know the rules. I, I didn't get the, the rule book. Outs. I didn't go through orientation. <laughs> but it just does not seem like that's probably the right. Case. Right. So you have to wonder. Like, I, I guess it was a a love at first sight kind of thing where it just caught him off guard so bad that I guess it's thrown off his game. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I just know. think, and it very well could be that it's you're meant to see. Lucky is kind of not the. Maybe he's like a he's got his faults too, right? I, I right. don't know. That could be. I mean, we saw he had faults in the last episode. I mean, oh! So we we switched to a scene with uh, Al Capone and his crazy ass again. Uh, him him and Jimmy are going to this Greek bar to uh, talk about where these guys are going to start getting their supply from, right? Uh, Al Capone, being a gangster, is of course telling him that he's going to start buying from him and him alone. And uh, to make his point, he goes fucking crazy as <laughs> he goes just ape shit. as Al Capone tends to do. So he starts just you know playing with this dude, scaring the shit out of him, and then acting like he's gonna help him. He does. He just starts beating him. Uh, just again, Al Capone's character showing he's it's fucking gra- crazy. He's, he is the the. I'm gonna lead by care, and that's it. Right, right. I'm gonna, that's all. He, that's all he cares about. I'm gonna come off to all these people as completely unpredictable. Um, you know, and he even tells the guy like, if if um, crap. What is the what is the boss's name that they meet with for Greek Town ownership? Um, 
Sheridan. Is it Sheridan? Yeah, it's like the hotel. It really is. The Irish okay. the Irish is Sheridan. No, no, no. The For Rio? No, no, no. The dude that they meet with to tell him that like, no, I want 50% of Greek town, like Sheridan. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, like the hotel. I don't know if he's if it's like I don't know if his family started the hotel. I have no clue. <laughs> but you know, his that's his name cuz every time I hear it I'm like, oh, like the hotel. Yeah, Sheridan. No, I was about name. to say like, no, 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 that's the hotel they meet at. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, okay. his name is uh his name's Sheridan. Yeah. Okay. Well then um yeah, he he even tells the guy that, you know, if Sheridan has a problem with it, have him come talk to me. Yes. Uh, after beating the shit out of him. So um, he he's obviously trying to make a name for himself, trying to show everyone that he's, uh, I don't know. He's a badass. He's a badass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's really nothing. Else. I don't know. I. You, that's it. Like, you're just getting to see him. That's how he's going to run things. Right. So... Nucky's getting ready for his party. Surprise. Surprise quote. party that he's literally planning every detail. Yeah. <laughs> Flips out about the lipstick on the glass. Right. You know, it goes to show for we haven't seen him act this way, but I think it's because this party, he doesn't care that it's his birthday. He Honestly, he could give a shit about his yeah, birthday, no. I feel like. It's not about him or his birthday. It's about no. the politics involved. That's the all it is. The people that are going to be at this party, he has to impress to the T. And it, it kind of goes along with his character a little bit in that he wants perfection from everybody. Right. He doesn't want it. This, this lipstick on the glass is his straw that broke the camel's back. Which is, you know, it's it's a nothing. It's a, it's a nothing really minor th- th- minor detail. But this is what sets him off. Because he mean like he flips over the table. Yeah, destroys like, the table. Tells everyone that, that this is bullshit. You know, to fix this now. Like literally, it was just I could have cleaned this glass for you, but instead you completely ruined the table and the silverware. And now we got to get new silverware from that greasy dude <laughs> from episode two. <laughs> so now we got to get him greasy. back down. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we get to see Eli and the Grand Cyclops. I think it's funny he's saying Cyclops and he wears two sets of glasses. <laughs> Did you catch that? No, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I thought it was he calls himself the side. Uh, I thought it was funny. He should wear. He's a, one eye, but it, you know, four eyes. You <laughs> should wear a monocle. <laughs> But yeah, so you know, Eli brought this guy in from the clan meeting that he broke up earlier. Um, so so he, yeah, go ahead. So Eli's talking to him, basically like hinting, like I'm going to get you to talk, but he doesn't say how. Right. Puts the cat back on him. We then come to find out how he's going to get him to talk is having an old hockey show up. Yeah, and uh, you really, you really get to see how ruthless and brutal Chalky can be <laughs> that story yeah first off i just need to go ahead and like applaud because that scene alone just the acting in that yeah because it's just him it's just him monologuing talking. and it's uh it's pretty pretty powerful pretty great um scene and acting out of that uh actor and i it's so i was um uh michael michael k williams watching it because he starts out like Kind of playing like the 
ignorant black man in a way, like with his voice, if you notice, right. he's kind of coming out like playing that caricature of yeah. it, you know, and then he talks about his dad. And if you'll notice when you're watching it, he slowly breaks from that character yeah. and he goes right into and then when he ends and he unravels those wood tools, right? like I'm getting shivers thinking about it because those are that's wood tools. Okay. And Normally they're, they're, they're old. They're used. They're, they're rusty. <laughs> rusty as shit. And he's holding that one. I don't know what it is, but it looks like the the devil's fingernail clippers. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and I got scared. I'm not gonna lie. Like that alone scares me because I'm like, what is he about to do to this guy? Right. We don't get to see what he does exactly. Right. But he comes out and. He finally goes to talk. Uh, it's he goes e- straight to Eli, Eli, and he tells him, like, he doesn't know anything. But how does and he know? And Eli's know? like, yeah, I, do you trust that? Do you trust him? Like, how, how do you know that he's not lying? And <laughs> Chalk is just like, there's a point uh, where a man just, you know, when he sticks to his word, you know he's telling the truth. We passed that point 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I, that means for 10 more minutes. Was the worst yeah. thing that could have happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. And granted, I don't feel bad for the guy. Because he's the grand cyclops, he's, he's cyclops. four eyes, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel bad for him. But that it's, you get to see that is somebody you do not mess with. Right. right. And then at least, at least the open thing. So then who did the lynching? Right. Well, we, we will find out a little bit later. Right. But for right now, we don't know. So we're going to go ahead and go on a break here. And we're going to learn about a delicious drink, my first time trying it. It's the uh, Pimm's Cup. Pimp Cup. Pimp Cup. <laughs> we were going to make him a Pimm's Cup in a Pimp Cup. but I couldn't we, find any Pimp Cups. <laughs> he had one job. I'm sorry. One job. <laughs> so enjoy the libations and learn a little bit of history about Pimm's number one and the Pimm's Cup. And we'll be right back to this, uh, do a little more chin wagging. The Pimm's Cup is a cocktail that is extremely popular in the United Kingdom, even to this day. A liqueur that is based on gin using Pimm's number one, the drink is usually mixed with slices of oranges, apples, and lemons, similar to a sangria, then mixed with sparkling lemonade. Some versions call for ginger ale. After mixing together, the drink is served in a tall glass with slices of cucumber as garnish, perfect for a midsummer drink. Enjoy this libation, and let's get back to chin wagging. We are back. Um, hopefully, y'all learned a little bit about the Pim's Cup and a Pimp Cup. Pimp Cup. It was delicious. We actually uh, really are good. drinking them right now. Never ha- have you ever had one before? No, I, I didn't even know what Pim's was until this episode. Of me the, yeah. me, honestly, me, I'd seen it in Archer. Like, yeah, uh, just, just the Pimp's scene, Cup, Pimp Cup. That's all I knew. <laughs> I never really knew what it was. And then I saw this. I was like, let me try this. Really Pretty good. good. Pretty good. I'm going to get drunk every summer now on this yeah, stuff. Right? And I'm going to pretend I'm a fancy person in London. The so. cucumber accents the flavor in <laughs> such a way. It's just so good. It's just... <sighs> we're, not, we're not here for the fucking water, okay? <laughs> all right, we're back with... Uh, yeah, we got uh, Johnny Torrio <laughs> here talking to uh, Al Capone and Jimmy um, about their stake in the Greek market here. Um, 
the 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 Greek town is what they call it. And uh, this is the same area that uh, Al Capone visited earlier in the episode where he right. fucking curb stomps this poor bar owner in, poor Greek in bar Greek owner. town. <laughs> now, do you think that Johnny is... Do you think that Carrillo is giving him, giving Capone this opportunity because he's like, no, I trust him? Or do you legit, or do you think that it's Honestly, like... Honestly, I think Torrio just could not handle, like, the dude is in pain. Right. He just can't handle what is doing it, this what is meeting it? He says right he now. has a farmer's, a plant, planter's wart, plantar. You know, I'm just curious. Do you know what it is? It's a wart on your foot. Is that what, is that the same as, no, gout's the joint. Yeah, gout's, yeah, gout has to do with, like, internal. It's the joints and... I just, I never heard of that. I didn't know what it was. Uh, I, I should have looked it up, didn't. So, just curious if you had ever heard of it. Are I, you not the host of this show? Look, the bootlegging <laughs> crew has been off. Our right? interns took the day off. Look, they're meeting with the union, okay? They're getting some stuff signed up. We weren't paying them Wait, enough. Wait, no, no, no. The, the, the interns just, just uh, let me know. That uh, plantar wart is a bundle of infected skin cells at the bottom of the foot. So have fun. It's almost with like that. you read that off a phone or something. It's crazy. Uh, that's, no, that's. <laughs> it's like that was. I like was handed not, a piece of paper. That was like read so naturally by you. I'm sorry, <laughs> said said so naturally by you. So uh, <laughs> just, just. So, anyways. Torrio is he's out right or no, not out but he's he's out for this I mean meeting. yeah he's having pain so he just says I, I can't deal with this this uh, meeting right now let's you know whatever and he walks off and Al Capone for whatever reason decides that that's going to be his cue to take over the meeting yes that he takes it as Torrio giving him the mantle and saying take care of this meeting for me which and he does Horribly. Oh my god! Even Jimmy, like Jimmy, tries to give him advice on how to handle this situation, and it's kind of nice to see Jimmy using his knowledge of—I don't know—taking over an area well, that he learned during real, war. Yeah, no, he's using, and this is actually um, so you know, I mean, this is a real thing. Um, a lot of business stuff they use military so military uh, knowledge on certain things for. This is going to sound really strange. Corporate America can be a lot like the military. It can right. be a lot. It, it, you have hostile takeovers. Yeah. Right. Things like that. Right. So, you know, there was a really famous lone survivor, uh, Marcus Luttrell. Right. Well, he you know, he's here in Houston. He'll he's paid to go to like some of these like companies and stuff like that now. And he'll do like speeches and stuff like that to just like the board members. And he'll be like, no, like, this is how you need to do this. In the military, we deal with this way. We do it this way. This is what happened when I was left alone and right. I did this. You know, I thought I was dead and I was able to do it this way. They use his knowledge of how he survived that horrible thing that he went through for, like, business now. Right. It's crazy. I mean, it's no different than um, a lot of companies now require their executives to read Sun Tzu's The Art of War. It's been it's been like that for exactly. ages for, and ages and yes, ages. Year, the same year, yeah. the same uh, the practical applications of wartime fighting applies to corporate America Which is and so corporate weird. building. Yeah, I mean that's that's just how it works. And so, it's Jimmy kind of has that insight and he tries to bring it into this business. Of taking over territories and right. you know owning 
these markets and things like that. And Al just kind of brushes him off as like not knowing what he's talking about because I'm going to strong arm him. Yeah. Capone's that's, that's his entire, his strategy is no, fuck that. I'm a badass. I'm going to just, I'm going to talk down to him and try to force my way into this market. Which he actually starts out, Capone actually starts out really good. Like, he he's sitting there like, I'm really sorry he couldn't be here. He actually starts out really right. good. For, like the, he's for like, the first part of the meeting, yeah, he gets, he kind of gets what he wants. I'm like, oh, he okay. He talks to him all right. But then, I mean, for fuck's sake, he gets so greedy. Just, <laughs> and it's not like a little greedy. It's not like a, we'll give you 10% and it's like, hey man, give us like 15 Right. It's not like that. It's well, like not even that. It's, it's like, like they well, offer like okay, you can have ten percent of our market in, in Greek Town, and he says let's make it twenty five. And even there, um, I couldn't believe they said yes to that. Yeah, he says yes. He's like, all right, fine, let's do that. Let's make it fifty. Like what the? F- what is the matter with you, man? You had the twenty five. That is just he's way too greedy, way way too greedy, and then he's really disrespectful about it too. That's yeah. the other thing about it. He's you're in these people's. This is their territory. Yeah, they were there they first. already own this this territory, and you are just injecting yourself into this, saying that no, 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 this is my town now. Like, do you expect to to just make that transition easily? Yeah, I think he does. Because, I mean, think about it. When they go, when they leave, what is it that the, the uh, Sheridan says? Torrio gets what he wants. Yeah. Capone is like, yeah, he does. And then Jimmy's like, shit. We go back to Lucky, and he's at the show. Um, you the can say vivant. Yes. <laughs> so cultured. I'm an uncultured swine. Get good, scrub lord. <laughs> Lucky's watching the show. You can see, obviously, he's taken a liking to her because it's. I don't think he's there to intimidate. That's not what it looks like. He doesn't no, look like he's like, hey, definitely- I'm trying to make my my face seem like you're going to be scared of me. He's like cocking his head a little yeah. bit. He likes what he sees. This is definitely a. You were the first woman to tell me to fuck right off, and I like it. <laughs> and he's also seeing that she's performing. At that time period, it was definitely, I would think, more, right? Super taboo. Very taboo. Yeah. So for her to do that, I, you are a very, very independent and strong woman. We get the best acting in the entire episode now <laughs> with Nucky and his surprise at his birthday party. So this is the I big... I can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. <laughs> so this is, the big, this is the big scene of the episode. This is where the rest of it wasn't filler- but it was leading up right to this. This scene is not this scene. This the the whole the, the part part of this. Yeah, yes, this whole part is what this whole episode has been about. Right, Nucky freaking out about everything for everything. this party. Everything, and we, so here's the party, and we have like bigger players than we had yeah, uh, senators, in episode one. We have senators. We have um, potential presidential candidates. Right. At one point, you're talking. Um, some of the actors in this, just to kind of give like a little fun thing, because some of these are actually some like well, obviously we have Steve Buscemi, you know, we all right. know who he is. Um, and then uh, with the one senator that he's talking to that uh, wants the Pims Cup, um, he's uh, from like everything. He plays in everything. Yeah. Dexter, he's one of the major one major characters in Dexter. He was also I think with Law and Order. I can't think of his name right now. 
But yeah, there's, we got a lot of, I mean, <laughs> some bigger actors, you know, I, I just thought that was kind of neat. You know, yeah. it's just like, okay, it's not like some unknowns and stuff like that. Right. It's just kind of neat. It's bigger actors for the bigger roles that exactly. they're playing. Uh, we get to see the Commodore do his little uh, League of kinda, Extraordinary Yeah, he brings gentlemen. up the yeah, he, <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. With Sean Connery. I, I'm we pretty know. sure that was historically accurate. That, that happened in real life. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Sean Connery hasn't acted since that movie? <laughs> Random. <laughs> Random, but he hasn't. Name a movie. Name a movie. I thought you were joking. Are you serious right now? He's no. not been in a... Shit. I think you're right. No, I literally... I have read... I have read... He made League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Did not understand at all what was going on while he was making it. Thought he had Alzheimer's and no, quit was acting. Like, I, I don't understand this industry anymore. Quit. No shit. Oh, Okay. In what? <laughs> Sir Billy? In Sir Billy? <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Guardians of the Highlands. That blockbuster, yeah. I feel like just because of the name, he was, like, obligated to do that role. <laughs> but, yeah. No, that do this. League of, no Ex- League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was so bad, <laughs> Sean Connery quit acting. No, fuck you. That was the best comic book hero movie of all time. <laughs> I prefer Spawn, me? myself. Invisible but... Man? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot it. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Fuck you. <laughs> so, but yeah, he does. So, the, <laughs> the Commodore does his little thing, and we get to see uh, Lucy... Try. I, I'll give her credit. She's well, yeah, trying. he he tried. Yeah, the Commodore does the same thing he did to his chambermaid, who quote empties his piss pot, um, yes. and just degrades all the way. And I mean, each one of these dudes that's at the table has a girl in his lap. You know that. You know none of them are their wives. Yeah, none of them. And here they are. These these guys talking about how stupid women are and how they do. Oh, women don't dumb deserve to vote. Know how to make love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they're too dumb to even vote for things, and that's why the Commodore brings up like, tell me about the uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> and what happened there. And of course, Lucy doesn't know what the fuck she's he's talking about. No, but um, like she wouldn't. That's not. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about politics. I feel like most people don't know what the fuck that would have been no. at that time like period. I said, and anyway. honestly, and I, ha- I still haven't looked it up. I st- all I know is it's a precursor. <laughs> I still to, don't know what happened there. It's a precursor <laughs> the to League the of UN. Nations. Yeah, the League of Nations. EU, yeah. That's all I know. It's it's the precursor to the UN. That's all right, I know. Right. I don't know the original founders. I don't know. Um, I don't know who the original members. All that. I, I don't know. I think Superman was in there. Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Yes, they were in it. Correct. <laughs> and it was at the oh, in the original uh, location, the headquarters, Fortress of Solitude. Damn, that's cool. I yeah. love our history. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so the Commodore makes fun of women, and then we switch to this other scene. <laughs> Um, and, the, you know, the next scene is not super important, but kind of funny. And again, another development of Al Capone's character in that um, him and Jimmy are getting fitted for suits because they finally at this point think that like they're they're, they're super. Yeah, they're they're high up in the ranks. We already made this deal with these other people. So we need to get some business suits and we need to look we need to look legit. Yeah. So they go get some suits fitted. Um, and I think the uh, one of the funnier parts of the scene 
is um, when they're getting fitted for their pants, um, you see Jimmy's leg, his bum leg, uh-huh. and it is fucked up. I mean, oh, the dude's yeah. got, yeah, he, he got shredded, apparently, in his leg. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if it was shrap metal or if he got shot. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah his he got, leg got he, shredded. He, something horrible happened, yeah. And, and Al Capone decides that, like, he's been through something similar. So he's like, oh, yeah, look what they did to me. And he points to his face, which is, you know, got some light scarring. That's, you know, they call him Scarface for a reason. He's got scarring on his face, but... Right. You know, he tries to equate whatever it is that he went through with what Jimmy went through. Like, dude, shut the fuck up right now. Right? Like, you you have no idea what this dude went through. And when you can see Jimmy even says something, he kind of is like, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he acknowledges it, <laughs> but only like enough to be like, just shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> yeah funny little thing about this scene like when they're it's ending you see al capone standing on the stool he's so or the short. the the, the, the <laughs> like rack or whatever yeah right, he's to on get the box the, the to box. get fitted and he's like almost at jimmy's height he's the same height as jimmy without the box the dude is so short i just thought that was kind of random and, and funny and like i said i feel like this whole scene is about making out al capone's character and how he uh, he thinks himself larger than life He's such a big guy. He's, you know, slapping the the fitter in the face like, yeah, "Yeah, you did good, buddy. Like you you are such a douche (laughs) in like reality. But he has such an inflated sense of self that it's 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 kind of funny. And it it lends to his character, I think. Yeah. Back at the scene it's the birthday yeah we go back to the uh the supper club where they're having nucky's birthday party and nucky's by himself now at the bar just you know hanging out chilling and who walks in but margaret margaret uh with the dress for nucky's uh, uh, lucy. Uh, lucy yeah he uh, margaret walks in with the dress for lucy and this is uh this kind of goes back to the theme that i think the the show had where she goes in and starts getting a taste for the high life. It's like a it's like a fairy tale for her. Yes. She just she thinks she's walked into her. Uh, I don't know, kind of like in uh, Cinderella when she yeah. walks into the ball and she she sees the prince over there and the prince turns his eyes towards Cinderella and they just are drawn to each other and they have their dance and they, well, <laughs> that's before, exactly no, what happens in the scene. But it's, before the dance, remember before the dance, um, she oh, yeah, you're meets right. with Yeah, the she meets the senator. Yeah. And she shows you think that women don't have the right to vote. Right. That, well, for, I'm for an educated party, woman. They've been breaking down women how they don't oh, they don't deserve the vote and then here and even the other a well-educated guy, woman comes in, yeah, and starts parlaying with these guys. You know, going back and forth with their arguments, holding her own against all of these, you know, sexist things that they're saying. Yeah. I I like and I like and that you can they're see they're also they're also kind of civil. I kind of like it. Yeah, because it's it like is. Y'all have different opinions, and okay, I'm gonna sound so horrible when I'm saying this. They're making their points. I don't agree with. I do not agree with their points. That I'm wanting to protect the women from you know these things. We're wanting them to be just innocent and happy. I'm not agreeing with them, but they're making their points. That and they and they they probably honestly believe in that, right? Right. Whether it's right or wrong, they do believe in it. 
and then she's making her points and then so it's nice getting to see margaret acting yeah you know, her standing up for herself and her being who's a strong woman i like it her being yeah. a strong woman her being a, a good representative representative for that move i right. like it and um, i mean you can see that nucky you know that played a played a part on his character thinking like oh wow a very smart very well-spoken woman exact opposite of who i'm banging right exactly (laughs) and she's sticking up for herself against these guys that i have to you know pretend to like but i fucking hate yes (laughs) and she's holding her own against these people and it's you know you see that in his face and that's you know part of steve bashimi's amazing acting that he's able to portray that you know he he has he always had respect for margaret but now he has like this newfound like wow you are smart and beautiful and i like you yeah (laughs) he's surprised i like that random history i am i was actually when i was uh, doing some research on this episode i was on um, av club little factoid i learned the singer that's going on that's singing during this um, scene right. is uh, the character. It's uh, Well, it's an actor, right? But she's playing Edith Day. Interesting little fact. At this time period, and we're going to go ahead and assume this is what? We'll say Feb- February 1920? Yeah. Take, yeah, right? we said it's about a month or two after the uh, first episode, which was in January. January yeah. of, uh, of 1920. So we'll say February, March at the latest, right. right? I mean, they're wearing outfits. It's cold out and stuff like that. Right. So we'll say February, right? Well, February of 1920, Edith Day would have been on her third month on Broadway in a play called um, Irene. Irene is a play about an Irish immigrant who works in a shop really that then goes and is plucked from the shop by a high society woman in New York no shit and participates in high society adventures in New York i don't know if they intend- i was going to say if they if they plan that that's some fucking next level shit right there that is <laughs> if if that was really honestly planned wow that's good that's some good that's research that's good research and writing that's, that's crazy that's very good so Little interesting thing. Huh. I would have never known that. I wouldn't have researched that deep into it. Email the writers. Um, yeah, them. thought that was kind of uh, that was fun. So they're dancing. It's nice. There's a lot of cinema uh, cinematography going on. Right um, during the dance, and I, I kind of noticed when they first started dancing that uh, the Commodore like stands up and is just staring at him and. I didn't notice progressively, that, really. Yeah, progressively while they're dancing, more and more people like start staring at them. And that that could just be that, you know, everybody in the audience sees that Nucky is dancing with somebody that's not Lucy. And so that's, you know, drawing attention. But I felt like maybe it could be this scene from the point of view of Margaret. Okay. Who throughout the episode has been enraptured in this story of... Um, Anastasia, the princess, you know, yeah. uh, waking up out of a coma. And so she's maybe living this idea of a fairy tale. You know, she walked into this extravagant party, a nobody. And here's the handsome prince who took her out to the dance floor, started dancing with her. And now they're the center of attention. And she's just 
in this. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it from know, that perspective. She's she's the the star of the show. The funny thing I I noticed about that is that when the music stops, the entire crowd just snaps out of it, is not even looking at them anymore. And that could just be that, you know, they're giving props to the singer, but it just was for me, it seemed really jarring that, you know, the entire crowd is done with looking at them and they go straight to clapping for the singer. Clapping for the singer. And then we get to see the girl come out of the cape and it's cake. And it's. Yeah, uh, they wheel out the giant cake and uh, Lucy, Lucy. Yeah. In this weird. I don't know. I just. And maybe the director and the writers were going for this effect on the audience but she pops out and it's just like oh it's you it's lucy and she's dancing you know she's got to be the center like i'm I'm your present (laughs) right right and and you can kind of see it on nucky's face that it's like uh all right hey you this is a great this is not, great surprise this is what i wanted this isn't really my present yeah really it's care. just yeah and of course you see margaret in the background even of nucky's you know view of uh lucy in this cake and margaret's there in the background in the balcony yeah and it's just you know we go to the brothel and we get to see one of um sheridan's hitman or not hit i wouldn't call the hitman one of his goons yeah um come in and looking for a lady for the night and you see exactly who he's looking for right uh he's looking for pearl uh immediately even watching this i'm like this isn't gonna be good yeah yeah you kind of figure and i mean just judging by the conversation that we left off on with sheridan and all of his men and al like I said, it felt more like Sheridan was offering a threat. Yeah. Um, and now you kind of see that, that... It wasn't maybe he is. He totally was threatening. And um, now he's going after the one thing, you know, that he knows about might get to the guys yes. that screwed him. So, <laughs> And between that scene, we then go back to nucky meeting with uh the high-ranking politicians right the senator (laughs) and they're talking about the road that they want built it's a lot of politics a lot of basically ways to get money in because nucky wants the road built he wants this so he can get booze to go easier he also wants a cut of that money right we know he's going to take a cut yeah i mean that's that's the majority of his income is embezzlement absolutely and so you know any official money that comes into atlantic city is uh, uh nucky's taking a, a piece of right so he's he's wanting to get it and it's not working out so well the um senator then orders a pim's cup and pim's cup. they don't have it pim's cup pimp cup <laughs> <laughs> and they don't have it and what is he? He says the nice little line that you can't always get what you want. Right. And that's something that Nucky does not believe in. I don't believe he doesn't. He's no, he's like, because even when he, he's, he's like, visibly Why don't we pissed have about that. Yeah. Yes. That they don't have something that he wanted on a whim. And then, but he's also gets 
that's not how Nucky lives. Nucky lives, no, I get what I want. Right. I have earned everything that I have. I have worked my way to this level. I will achieve everything, and I am allowed to have everything that I want. That's how he views life. Right. I, I like it just because you see that's more the character that we've grown to know of Nucky is that's what he is. Loose, uh, Pearl and um, Sheridan's man, they've just gotten done doing what is whatever it is that you do in a brothel. I, I don't know. And they're doing that. We get our big, I would consider this the big climatic moment of this episode. Right. I'm trying to think how to word this. They're, they're done with their, their deed. He's obviously being creepy. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's, he, yeah. There's something creepy about him. You know, you're uneasy. What is he going to do? And he pulls a knife out and he, he slashes. He, very, very graphic. He slashes her across right. the face. Now, something I didn't realize till I was honestly watching this the second time. I didn't think about this until now. Why does he slash her across the face? I mean, he's getting back at them the only way he currently knows how. Right. So. Because of because of Capone, right? Right. When this episode ends, and we're going to get there in a minute, when this episode ends, right? So she's injured and bleeding because right. of, we'll say it's Al's fault, right? Right. How does Jimmy get injured? Yeah. that's Because of Al. Yeah. Al's literally hurting the very people around him at this right. point. Through through direct, which was Jimmy, and indirect right. Pearl. Didn't really think about it until just now. And I was like, or not just now, but when we were, I was watching it the second time. And I was like, he's literally hurting the very people around him. Right. And he doesn't care. Right. He doesn't. He's fucking crazy. So he's, yeah, he he's doesn't nuts. Give a shit. <laughs> but it's just it's just interesting to see that that that's what he's causing. Yeah. And then he's obviously by him injuring her. He's taking away her possibility to be uh, an actor. Right. An it kind of goes along with, like I said before, the the kind of the theme of the episode that, um, you know, she had hope at the beginning of the episode of escaping out to the West Coast and becoming an actress. But that hope was dashed just now because now she's scarred in the face. And so right. she's not going to go out West anymore. She's not going to become an actress. So from there, we get to see Nucky's waking up from his night of excess and whatever, debauchery. debauchery. <laughs> uh, he's got the soda, uh, the Alka-Seltzer in front of him. And I th- he's looking at it, just staring at it. Because you know he wants it because he's hungover, right? right. You know he wants it because he's hungover. But he's also looking at it because it's he's basically like, last night I regret that this is how it went versus you know that he's living in a regret ver- because I wish that he wishes he was right. I'm thinking he wishes he was with Margaret right and right. It, that's how he's looking at it. it's I regret drinking this much last night I regret partying this much last night I regret that I'm with this girl instead of this other that's why he's looking at it he's contemplating the, I guess the mistakes if you want to say that he's made yeah Minor mistakes, mind you, somewhat, you know, but it's mistakes that he's made and he's thinking about the grand scheme of all of it. Right. We do finally find out that the like we we've talked about, you know, there's the big hoax reveal that Anastasia wasn't real. It was just somebody else. And Margaret sees the the paper that says, you know, it, it was a complete hoax. It was a fraud. She goes from being the, you know. 
hopeful, I don't want to say ignorant, but kind of ignorant of what's happening around her. I think not really ignorant. I think naive. That's the one. That's the word I was looking for is naive. Yeah, naive, hopeful person. Yes. And seeing that, you know, there are people and things that are bad in this world that yes. are going to, you know, I I have to get around and and understand in this world. It's just not everything is great. Right. <laughs> Which is odd considering her character and what she's been through so far. Um, it, it, it's odd that she still has that hope at this at this point. I think that's just who she is. I think episodes. that's who she is. Yeah. I think that that's just her natural. Um, whatever you want to say, her natural demeanor. Um, yeah, just her natural personality is she's a hopeful person. She right. believes in the good. She believes in. I don't want to say fairy tales, but she believes in the possibility of, you know, good things happen. Right. You know, it's not all evil. It's not all dirty. That right. there are good things that can happen out there. I believe that that's what she thinks. And the possibility of Anastasia being alive, you know, because you got to remember when Anastasia was murdered. I mean, she was murdered. Like in real life, she was right. murdered, right? She was what, like 10? Yeah. Something like that, 12 years old. She was a very young child. So that alone is a horrible thing. She was a young child, innocent in everything that was involved with World War One, the beginning of World War One. She was innocent in all that. And she was, you know, and that's a horrible thing alone. So the Maybe. thought that. Yeah, maybe, but what, I mean, that she that she was she was participating. In Anastasia was the mastermind behind World War One. No, but I mean, Rasputin was chasing someone. Well, true, but and we'll get into that in another you don't, episode. You don't, you don't go. But a wizard knows best. Okay, you know, his, his thirteen-inch dong, <laughs> whatever supposedly he had. <laughs> he had a bat. That yeah. talk. I mean, you know, you don't go against a wizard that has a bat that can talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's just the thought she's the thought that Anastasia's alive. It was something good. Like, yeah, she was holding on to that. Was it was something more it. wholesome. She knew. I mean, well, let's be honest. Deep down, she knew. She knew that it wasn't real, but it was the possibility. It was the possibility. Yeah, that maybe. Maybe. I think deep down she did. Know, I think. I think. But I think she also wanted it to not be. To and believe. then when she saw what it really was, she's just like, you know what? Life really is what I'm thinking it is. Yeah. We get to see that, then we get to go finally to the last part of the episode, which is Jimmy meeting with, he's at the under the hospital. The, no, it's the brothel. It's not a hospital. I'm sorry. It's, a bro, it's right. the brothel. Uh, well, not the last scene. I'm sorry. This isn't the last scene. But he's um, meeting at the brothel, and we get to see that he's seeing Pearl. He feels guilty for what's happening because he's taking some responsibility. Right. We see Al in the background like, oh, what happened? Oh, I can't imagine. And it's his fault. Right. Right? It's his fault. So you and see... And once again, Al just tries to uh, tries to show, like, oh, yeah, look what they did to me, too. Like, would you shut the fuck up about your scars? Like, Right. It's seriously. You are, you are causing pain to everyone around you, dude. Stop being crazy. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's horrible. Big reveal for the episode, not yeah. the big event, but a big reveal for this episode. And it was kind of <laughs> our our uh, favorite character, Mickey Doyle. Doyle uh, comes back into uh, comes back into play with the uh, Italian guys that he works for. That the brothers, uh, yeah, the brothers, um, who in the last episode were demanding they get their money back. Yes, um, from Doyle after he gets caught 
um, cutting uh, the supply, cutting up the supply. Before. He's read it out. Yeah, read it out. Yeah, yeah. He gets read it out, and um, that's the reason that Nucky goes with Chalky and gives up Doyle. But um, so he's there with his bosses, trying to explain to them that, like, you know, uh, I can get you your money back. Just give me some time, and they come to the conclusion that they need to go hold up one of Nucky's couriers, one of his cash couriers during uh-huh. that scene. Which that's really that's really all we get from that scene in this episode, but it you know gives you an idea that these guys are going to do whatever they think they can to take money from Nucky. Well, no, it's not just I mean, we find out that they're the ones that killed the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, that's they, what, that's the big one to me is we find out Yeah, they're that, the ones. Like that I said lynched. we were yeah. Last episode, we knew. Let's be real. When this when when this episode first, I don't know about you. I was like, man, there's no way that the KKK did this. Like, right. it was too obvious. It was way right. too obvious what was going on. I didn't think Doyle could get to that level. Right, and he he did. Now, I don't think he wasn't the one that did it. Obviously, because he says, "I told you all." Right. Yeah. So he didn't do it, but he is associating himself with those people. So we do now find out that. Doyle's working behind the scenes. He's a lot more intelligent than obviously he's showing. Right. Right. He's working very hard doing what he's doing, which is kind of I don't it's kind of neat to see that. I like that. Yeah. He's playing. He's not really a puppet. I'm not going to say he's a puppet master or anything like that, but he's definitely playing the scene. Yeah. And I do. I do like it. I'm getting to see him. In this level. Plus, I, like I said, I get to see Doyle and him. That <laughs> <laughs> fucking laugh. So, <laughs> is, it's good to see that. We then get to see uh, uh, Senator Edge. And he receives what? a package from Nucky, um, which is basically a stack of crates. Of Pims. Of Pims. <laughs> nothing but Pims. Saying, I get what I want. Yeah. And he's making it very clear what it is that he means by that. So, I mean, and, you know, this is this is a gift from Nucky to the senator. But he says, I do expect to have everything. And it's kind of a threat. Oh, it is. No, it is. And the senator even is like, oh, shit. All right. (laughs) So now the question is. Did he make Pim's cup with those? Or was he like, no, this is threat liquor. I don't want to drink it. Nah, fuck that. He made so many pimp cups. I would have made so many pimp cups. Yeah, that's all I would have made with that. He was. He probably <laughs> left that office slosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit. Now I gotta drink. Well, all I'm of gonna these die at some point. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I gotta get rid of this liquor somehow. Well, guess I'm drinking thirty bottles of. I've Pim's heard of people right eating now. letters. I'm drinking it. <laughs> Well, we see Lucky Luciano sitting in the parking lot behind the uh, Tableau Vivant, um, waiting, waiting for Jimmy's mother. Um, And she walks up on him and they have a little back and forth until she grabs his crank. Yeah, grabs his gonorrhea balls. And um, (laughs) it's just I don't know. it, It weirded me out because of that. And. Well, she's aggressive. I'm not weirded out she by is. her. She's I'm aggressive. not weirded out by her. She's aggressive. You're right. No, it, it wasn't her that weirded me out. What weirded me out is that this dude got sent here 
to murder this lady's dog, uh, this lady's son, who he thinks this is the wife. Right. So it's like both sides are like, what the what is happening here, dude? Like, like said, what the fuck is happening? I'm not weirded out by her. I can. She, he's a younger guy. She looks like she goes for younger guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. F- cool. Hey. Hey. Cool. I'm not weirded out by her. No. I'm weirded out by him. Yes. Because, like I said, you really think that this is the way to go about this. Unless there's something else going on. Like, he's like, no, I can go after her and then I can kill everybody. Right. And maybe that's what's happening. You know, we don't know. It It is, it's strange. Yeah, it is. So, we then get to go to... We're back at uh, the madam's dress shop in the hotel. At, at the Yes, the madam's, the at the hotel, Margaret's... Basically getting ready to end the night. Right. She's getting stuff um, set up, getting ready to leave. And she looks out the window and she sees Nucky with Lucy. Right. And it you can tell she does not like it. It right. hurts her. Right. That, Again, it kind of adds to the the breaking down of her fairy tale yes. thoughts. And, you know, she, she had this idea at the party that maybe she was uh, breaking through Nucky's walls and, you know becoming the the princess at the end of the story and then she sees lucy and nucky you know hand in hand walking down the aisle um having fun and Uh it just just shatters her illusion yes right then and there but i uh, think it doesn't necessarily shatter it it does i guess yes it does but i think it also is no i'm gonna now do what i want to do yeah it's gonna if this is how the world's really gonna work right fine and that's why maybe not shatters her illusions of the world, but at least shatters her ideas of, you know, innocence. And she steals a, dr- a shirt, a, a camisole from yeah. the store. And it kind of it kind of threw me off a little bit because the madam says, like, I need you into the store tomorrow for inventory. Right. You're going to steal a shirt the day before inventory? Right. That seems reckless and she did it intentionally. She's like, this is a way for me to get fired. Like, she doesn't want to be Maybe. Yeah. Like, it it seemed kind of... uh, that You don't steal shit the day before inventory. I'm sorry. No. I I worked in in retail. I didn't steal anything while I was working retail. While I was working retail. (laughs) While I was working retail. But you don't steal shit the day before inventory because that's how you get caught. Right. (laughs) So it makes me wonder, is she into, she's like, I don't want to work anymore. I want a way out. This is the best way out. Right. So maybe she was looking for a way out. Maybe it just, seeing Nucky with Lucy was just the last straw. And she decided, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And I'm going to steal this camisole and I'm going to start living the high life myself (laughs) no matter what. So, and I don't know, I guess we'll figure out, you know, what her thoughts were in the next episode. That's it. And I mean, and that's it. That's how our episode ends. Um, her walking away. She's kind of relieved in a way, but she's also maybe upset. I think she's also I feel like she's a little beating her, beating herself up. Like she, she knows that was wrong, but like I said, she's doing what she thinks she needs to do to get to the, get to the high life that she's desiring. Right. And we'll find out next week. Uh, maybe what has happened. 
So that ends our episode. Um, there's honestly nothing else. Uh, I looked through my stuff. I didn't really have a whole lot on this one for history. Um, I'd already gone over just a couple of little factoids that I'd read. So we want to thank you all so much for listening in. Um, this has been bootlegging. We're going to see you all next week for a little more chin wagging. I, oh my God, bro. You know what I just realized? What's that? I didn't look up next week's episode. You I don't suck. even know what it's called. Oh my god. Hold up. Knights in Bollygran. Knights in Bollygran. I don't know. Well, what that we're gonna means. assume that's a pronunciation. <laughs> it's B A L L Y G R A N. Thanks for spelling it out for <laughs> We want to thank y'all so much for listening. Yeah, we'll see y'all next week or whenever we see next week's episode of Knights of Bollygran. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. We're at Bootlegging at Boardwalk Empire Podcast. Just do it. Uh, on Twitter, we're actually we got a really cool Twitter dude. Uh, bootleg underscore podcast. Nice. Yeah, I was up. really I was really excited about that one. So uh, bootleg underscore podcast. Um, hashtag us. Yeah, hashtag it. is follow us. Yeah, it's bootleg underscore podcast. We're also on Instagram, and then if. You find anything we're saying and it's not right. If you notice something, or if you have something to add to the show, please write in. We um, we do always want to have input from all of our listeners. Come at me, scrub. I'm ripped. Yes, we're ready <laughs> at uh, bootlegging.podcast at gmail.com. And until then, we're going to see y'all next week and we'll do some chicken wagging then. Y'all enjoy. Bye.